Hey everyone, welcome back to another video. I hope you enjoyed these stories, but before we begin, I wanted to give a trigger warning. The second story in this video contains an almost sexual assault kind of experience. It's not quite sexual assault, but it's pretty damn close. And if that's something you want to avoid, click off this video or just skip the story. I just wanted to put that out there for anyone who wants to avoid that kind of thing here on the channel. All that being said, I hope you enjoy tonight's video, and I hope you all have a really nice night. And remember, to always, stay hungry. So, I have two older brothers, and for privacy reasons, we'll call them O and D. O was in high school at the time, and D was at his girlfriend's house after skipping. I really had a raging fever, so I was staying home. My mom was at her job, and my father was at a doctor's appointment. Now that that's all cleared up, I was sitting in my bed with an ice pack over my eyes, with some music playing from the small Bluetooth speaker next to my bed. I was really lucky today, because instead of doing an algebra test, I would be sitting in my bed cold with a coffee. I had been watching some YouTube videos on my phone for about an hour, as I could recall, when I then heard a knock on my front door. Now, I don't really have any friends, and well, my neighbors had no reason to knock on the door. I took off my ice pack, set it on my nightstand, and then walked to the front door. Being the stupid kid that I was, I looked out the window and into the peephole. For some context, when you walk into my house, there was two large windows on either side of the door, and then directly across, there was a staircase, and a few feet to both sides of the entrance, there were hallways leading to different rooms. Well, when I looked out the window, there was a man who I could tell was in his 50s. The guy was just standing there, and he was trying to spy in the peephole. His grin went from ear to ear when he saw me standing at the window. My eyes began to widen as my heart sank. I ran up the stairs to my mother's room and I sat in her closet. The worst thing was when I heard the glass shatter. I hear footsteps come up the creaky old stairs as I dialed 911 on my phone. I don't know how I got this lucky, but instead of coming into my mom's room, but instead he walked into my older brother's room, searched his closet and under his bed, then went out. Then he walked into Dee's bedroom doing the same thing to his. Then just as he was about to check my young sister's room, I then heard my saviors. Sirens and flashing blue and red lights filled my heart as I then heard screaming. Some of them yelling, open up, it's the police, and then barged down the front door. I then ran out of the closet and right into the arms of an officer, not taking in just how many officers were actually there. The police called my parents and my mom came home right away. When I got questioned by the police, all I can make out is that he was 5'7 and was in his 50s. The man was arrested, but I don't really know what happened after that. This happened 8 years ago, but it still really terrifies me to this day. This happened shortly after the pandemic started, and unfortunately, I had just figured out that the buses were running a reduced schedule meaning they had stopped running at 9 instead of the usual midnight. So I stood there at the bus stop trying to come up with a plan. 
my husband and I don't really have much money, so a cab was out of the question, and I had our only phone, so calling him wasn't an option. Considering that the pandemic was picking up, not to mention it was 11pm, I obviously didn't feel comfortable bothering any friends, so my options were limited. I was also cursing myself for not looking at the bus schedule sooner. I resigned to the fact that I was going to be walking the two hours home, all alone in the dark, with no weapon. About half an hour of the walk was city streets and sidewalks. After that, I had a choice to make. I could continue down this street, or I could walk down the bike path, which would shave half an hour of my walk and come within a hundred feet of my house. I literally stood at the corner trying to decide which path to take for like two or three minutes. The well-lit street, or the much shorter but completely dark bike path. In the end, I decided to take the bike path, reasoning to myself that I was less likely to encounter anyone on the path than the busy streets. So many bad decisions that night. After making my decision, I decided to at least pick up a solid rock just in case of an emergency. So armed with my makeshift weapon, I started into the dark woods. I probably should have started the story with this information, but anyway, I'm a 30-year-old female, I'm 6 feet tall, and 150 pounds, so I'm not fat, but I'm definitely larger than most men, which I've always really hated. I got clean 4 years ago, but prior to that, I was actually a heroin addict for 10 years. It was its own decade of hellish incidents, like being assaulted, being held at gunpoint, being homeless, constantly in and out of prison, and worst of all, I've watched two people overdose and die. I could honestly write about dozens of terrible things that happened back then, but I was an IV drug addict living a very dangerous life. So it really sucked, but it wasn't a surprise when terrible things happened. I lived prepared to die at any moment, and I was fine with that. That's why this incident affected me so terribly. I mean, after I'd gotten clean and left my old dangerous life behind, I honestly felt like no harm could befall me. Like nothing bad could happen to me unless I brought it upon myself. I desperately wanted to live now, and I thought that desire was enough. But I was very quickly reminded this isn't true. My old life left me very cynical, but also very aware and street smart. So when I then heard the sound of someone else walking down the bike path towards me, their feet crunching on the crushed rock, I was instantly on edge. At that point, I didn't feel like I was in danger, just that I had to keep on my toes until this person was no longer near me, especially because of my reduced vision. To explain a little better, I live in the north of Canada, in one of the most northern cities actually, and this all took place in June. So here during the summer months, it's almost never completely dark. It just looks like dusk or dawn is about to come, but it's like that all night. So although I could make out this guy's shadow, or what I assumed was a man coming towards me, I really couldn't see any details at all. But the closer he came towards me, the more confused and terrified I became. I thought he was walking like a scarecrow, his hands out stretched to the air, which was disturbing enough. Then I realized he was carrying a large stick across his back with his arms resting along it. Now initially, I was really relieved to see this, that he wasn't acting like a crazy scarecrow. He was just prepared to defend himself on this dark path as I was. Definitely nothing wrong with that. I had a large rock in my hand, and I wasn't planning violence, but my relief was short-lived. 
about 40 feet away. The man then said, Who's there? And looking back, this was my final screw-up. I now believe he was just trying to find out if I was a man or woman. But being really stupid and an over-friendly Canadian, I said back, Hey man, I'm just heading home. Hey man, I'm just heading home. But as soon as I answered, he started picking up his speed and moving forward without another word. So I yelled, Hey man, either back the fuck up or put the big stick down. But he didn't either. Instead, he then took the stick and then started taking practice swings in the air. Like he had a baseball bat and was stepping up to the plate. That was when I knew something terrible was about to go down and my rock was useless. I then started screaming at him, asking him, What are you doing? What do you want? Do you want my money? Just take my phone and wallet. His response was just terrible. He said, No girl, you can keep that stuff. I'm not taking evidence from my victims. <laughs> girl, that's not getting caught 101. That sentence kicked in a fight or flight response, which was flight. I tried running around him, but he had come towards me so fast, he easily wound up and hit me right in the back of the head. But either he didn't connect properly, or my adrenaline didn't let me feel it. It knocked me off balance and I stumbled, almost falling to the ground. Fleeing this man wasn't an option anymore. Fight kicked in, and I became so incredibly angry. How dare he? How dare he make me scared? Does he have any idea what I've been through? So I then turned around, trying to anticipate his next move. He seemed like he recognized me, or there was some hesitation. For the briefest of seconds, I thought maybe he was having a moment of humanity or something, but that wasn't it. In a flash, any hesitation was gone, and he was winding up to hit me again. I squared up and ran right towards him, knowing if I got close, he wouldn't be able to swing at me. But he was faster, hitting me in the side and knocking the wind out of me. As I struggled to catch my breath, the man backed up so he could swing again, this time knocking me to the ground. I'm really not sure how many times he hit me while I was on the ground. It was this crazy passage of time. It was so fast, but also slow in time. I can't really explain it. But then he was standing over me, stick raised over his head, and then he said to me, You better take it off, girl, or I'm gonna beat you till you're dead or passed out. I'd rather you take it off for me, but this is happening one way or another. Then, I had this really weird calm pass over me. Everything became clearer in my head, and it was almost like my husband was whispering right into my ear. A good kick to the knee will drop the toughest man. My husband lived a rough life too, and this was always a joke he made. Not happy? Kick him in the knee. It'll drop anyone. He often joked that it was the only thing he learned in street fighting, and it will only be used as a last resort. So I looked up at the man and then said, Okay, okay, I'll do it. Just please stop hitting me. I didn't even need to see the details on his face. I could hear him smiling when he then said, That's a good girl, and then took a step closer. I unbuttoned my jeans, and he took another step. That was close enough. I drew back my leg, kicked him in the side of the knee, and it worked. He screamed and fell to his knees, almost falling right on top of me. But now he wanted on top of me for different reasons. I could just tell he was in kill mode. He was screaming, 
I'll fucking kill you, bitch. Over and over as we wrestled on the ground, me trying to stand up, him trying to wrap his hands around my throat. I've never been so happy in my life to see red and blue lights or to hear police sirens. But my God, I was so happy when I could hear a siren. I figured it was probably just driving on the adjacent road. Perhaps the best coincidence ever. But when I saw the red and blue lights reflecting off the trees in front of me, I knew then that it was finally over. I've never felt such relief. I sank to the ground crying. This asshole lying beside me, panting and swearing at me, but not trying to kill me anymore. If there's any light or funny memory of the night, this is it. A random man on rollerblades then half ran, half rolled further down the path. It was honestly hilarious in a moment like this. He couldn't decide to run or rollerblade towards us because of the crushed rock. So it was this crazy awkward moment of half running, half rolling, and waving his arms around yelling for the police. Over here! Come over here! By then I was so relieved and my emotions were so screwed up. I was laughing and crying at the same time like a crazy person as two cops jumped out of their car and then ran up. After that, it was honestly just a blur. They called me an ambulance, kindly picked up my husband, and met me back at the hospital. As it turns out, the man on the rollerblades had apparently been screwed by the bus just like me, and he was rollerblading home on the adjacent road when he heard me being attacked and then called the police, saying he could hear a woman being attacked on the path. This attack changed me. It changed everything. And not for the good, either. It really brought back repressed memories of other assaults. And without my coping strategy of drugs, it was so much harder than it was before. Nothing to numb that pain, and years of trauma brought back to the surface. There's a few positive things, I suppose. I spoke with the cops after they helped me to figure out why he hesitated to attack me. He told them, I didn't realize how big she was, or I never would have gone after her. He also admitted to assaulting two other women. None of these charges have been brought to court yet, but I'm going to be ready to testify when they are. Since I apparently tore the muscles and ligaments in his knee, guy who tried to assault me and derail my life, I can't fucking wait to see you again, and I really hope you're still limping when I do. Hey everyone. I want to take a small break from the stories to talk about today's sponsor, HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. The holidays can be hectic, but HelloFresh helps keep things simple with recipes and ingredients that cut out grocery shopping and limit meal prep time so you can spend more of the festive season with friends and family. HelloFresh isn't just for meals. Their marketplace features a variety of add-ons for breakfast, desserts, and even seasonal snacks, like Pillsbury pumpkin cookie dough. I like HelloFresh personally because it's just so much easier prepping all my meals when I'm trying to go to the gym every day. And let's be real, sometimes when you get home from the gym or even home from work, you just really don't feel like cooking. And that's why HelloFresh is absolutely perfect for that. Go to HelloFresh.com dinner14 and use code dinner14 for up to 14 free meals and 3 free gifts. That's HelloFresh.com dinner14 
and use code DINNER14 for up to 14 free meals and 3 free gifts. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. This happened back when I was 15 and my little sister was 10. For some context, my parents had got divorced when I was 7 and my sister was 2. My mom got custody of us and I've only seen my dad about 3 times a year. Anyways, this happened in late November, early December in 2017. I also live in Colorado, so there was already about 6 inches of snow on the ground when this happened. My mom had to work the late shift this night, so I was responsible for my sister. I put her to bed at about 10, watched some TV, and had been texting my friends. It was right around 12.30 when I had started to get really tired. I was watching infomercials for dumb products when my sister came in the living room. What are you doing up? You know you need to be in bed. I said. I heard some noises outside the window. She shakily said. I went into her room and I then saw boot prints in the snow. I just told her to go back to sleep. I decided to go to bed then because I was really tired. I was sleeping really peacefully until I heard my sister screaming. And it wasn't just any scream either. It was one of the most blood-curdling screams I think I've ever heard. I ran in the room with the baseball bat and I saw this tall, lanky man standing over my sister. I ran to the man with the bat and then swung as hard as I could. It was enough to make the man jump back out the window and then run away. I let my sister stay in my room with me for the rest of the night. We didn't call the cops because, well, at this point he was long gone and we didn't think there was much we could do. I'm now 19 years old and my sister's 14 and we bring that night up very often. I'm just really, really glad and thankful that my sister wasn't kidnapped or hell, even worse. I still get the goosebumps even thinking about it. So about four years ago, my parents were going out. With that, I was going to be home alone for at least three to six hours. They left around six and they said they'd be home around nine to twelve. When they left, I went downstairs, got snacks, and put on some Netflix to look around for a new show. After like two hours watching a new show, that's when I then heard a strange noise coming from the front porch. Keep in mind, I have a wraparound porch and there's a lot of windows looking out. Me being curious, I pulled back the curtains and then looked out into the very dark yard. After looking around, nothing really seemed off to me. That is, until I then saw a black silhouette of a man standing by the front door. I froze in fear, dropping the curtains and ran all the way upstairs into my parents' room. After five minutes of waiting, I decided to text my parents. I told them the incident and they didn't even believe me, given that I was only 13 and I guess they thought I was making it up or something. I actually sat there, thinking maybe it was my imagination. I decided to walk back downstairs and just try and finish my show. I realized the motion light sensor in the backyard was now on. Now you can either turn the light on yourself, or if anything walks by it, it'll automatically turn on. Keep in mind that this light isn't very sensitive. Most times it only turns on if a person or animal walks by it. Once I realized what was going on, I immediately ran back into my parents' room, and once again I was in tears. I picked up the house phone to call the police when I then heard a whisper from outside my window. Hey there, I know you're inside, 
Why don't you just come outside real quick? I just want to have some fun with you. My heart then dropped and was about to beat out of my chest. I froze in fear, then snapped back out of it and called 911. The 911 operator told me to hide in a closet and just stay quiet. She also told me to stay on the line just in case anything else happens. Also keep in mind that my house is around 15 minutes away from the nearest town. After sitting in my parents' closet, I heard the back door creak. Tears started rolling out as I heard someone walking around in the kitchen in the living room. I told the 911 operator what was happening, then I heard something fall over downstairs. Then I heard the stairs creaking and the man walking around the bedrooms. Thank God I locked the bedroom door because the man saw it was locked and then kept going. Or so I thought. After around 30 seconds, I heard the loudest bang with a man screaming. After this, I then heard police sirens and the man running away and the back door slamming shut. I ran out of the room to see him running into the woods. I ran out and told the cops everything that happened and they took me to my aunt's house while I waited for my parents to come home. Since I never actually saw the man and can get a good description of him, the man was never caught. I never did have another experience like this again though, so I'm at least glad for that.